See that no one misleads you. The Bible is clear that the last days will be filled with false teachers, deception, mockers, lawlessness, those who love themselves, those who will be unloving and unholy, those without self-control, those who will pretend to know God, yet they are simply whitewashed tombs. There will be no great end times revival, just a great last day's deception. Scripture warns that people will creep into their churches unaware. Who are those creeping in and why are they doing it? The church in the last days will be full of compromise, deception, and a lack of discernment. Life clips will contend earnestly for the faith, as Jude 3 instructs. Warning, the red light has been turned on. Grab your Bible. It's time to expose the dark. What's your journey been like as an openly gay minister? Have you always been out in the church? I've not. I I came out almost 11 years ago, and that was the end of a really long personal journey. Job 13.23 How many are my iniquities and sins? Make known to me my rebellion and my sin. When I went to seminary, the the church at the time had a ban on gay clergy. Uh, You could not be ordained if you were openly gay in the the Presbyterian church at that point. I got ordained. I got married. um, I got divorced. You got married to a woman. Uh I got married to a wonderful woman, but our marriage didn't last. Not being out was waking up every morning and living my day dishonestly. 2 Corinthians 13.5 Test yourselves to see if you are in the faith examine yourselves or do you not recognize this about yourself that jesus christ is in you unless indeed you fail the test see what the community learned when jesus healed that man in the cemetery your world has to change with the gospel romans 12 2 and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Joining me now is Dr. Benjamin Carlton. He is an openly gay pastor and activist. Uh, Benjamin, thank you so much for being here, my brother. Uh, Talk to me about what it means to identify as an openly gay pastor. Exactly that. I am a man of faith who believes in the divine, who believes in a creator higher than me. And I so happen to be a same gender loving black man um, in America. None of the things that I had any decision on. I was born black. I was born gay and decided to follow the divine. Yeah, I am Gia Star Brown. Um, I am a pastor. A pastor who 24 months ago was struggling to anchor her calling to her truth. I came out two years ago. Um, I was serving as pastor and came out in a conservative congregation. I remember feeling 
constantly a wondering, is there a place for me in the church? Galatians 5, 24 through 25. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed their passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. A question coming in from uh, Black185 in our, in our uh, digital community. Said, do you, do you think, I'm assuming, uh, LGBT community and the black church can coexist? Absolutely. 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 Obvious, yes. Church ain't turning nobody away. How should the black church and LGBT community exist? I think it's going to be diverse from church to church. Every church has a different opinion on the issue, and every gay person is different. And I think that to to speak the church, the black church or white church or any kind of church you want to call it, are all the same. Is totally, totally not true, and all gay people are not the same. The, the, the types of relationships that are afforded are based on the types of people in each individual case. And, and it's, LGBT you know, if you could ask God one question, what would it be? And today, the question we're asking um, is this question. It's about, and we had a lot, this, this happened a lot, about uh, sexual orientation. Um, why does God make people gay and then say that you can't be that way? At one of those meetings, I asked them, how many of you have been told by Christians at some point in your life that you're going to hell because you're gay or transgender? You know how many said yes? All of them, 100%. And how messed up is that? Ephesians 5.5. For this you know with certainty that no immoral or impure person or covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. 1 Corinthians 6.9 Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor ephedimates, nor homosexuals. Galatians chapter 5 19 through 21. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Of our series, Refresh, Renew, and Restart Relationships. And I'm just so excited to be continuing this conversation with you. And if you didn't know, the last three weeks, actually, I was laying the foundation for this week's message. And the main points of last, the last three weeks of messages are actually the main three points that I have for this week. So a lot of you guys are like, oh, that's great. I'm out of here. I don't need to hear it. Um, but no, I'm going to contextualize them in a way that will impact you for this message. So if you miss those and you're watching online, I'd encourage you to check out those messages first. And if you're here today and you haven't heard or seen those, there's going to be a lot more insight from those messages. So you can watch those when you get home. But uh, this week, I want to talk about love is love, God's love for the LGBT community. And uh, I just think that because Jesus invented modern love as a matter of historical fact, the way that we see it today, I think it's going to be really cool to learn about how he teaches us to love the LGBT community. If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, 
the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. Mark 8, 38. What I'd like to quote next are quotes from Andy Stanley. Quote, I believe in gay people. Some people are gay. They can't change. He continued to say, I know I shouldn't let experience dictate my theology, but I have. Maybe I am wrong. Continuing to quote, We need to make room for gay men who choose to be married to each other in our churches because that's as close as they can get to a New Testament framework of marriage. Final quote, Homosexuality is really a disability. Using the analogy that telling gay people they have to stop being gay to follow Christ is like taking a wheelchair away from a guy who can't walk. In a gathering in 2019, Ryan Visconti sent a message concerned of what Andy Stanley was saying. And here are some of the snippets. Andy Stanley said this, A gay man who wants to be a Christian has three options. One, celibacy with no hope of romance or partnership. Two, marry someone of opposite sex. He says that's a bad idea and rarely lasts. Or, finally, number three, he says that it is better to marry someone of the same sex. The gay men and women who grew up in church and the gay men and women who've come to faith in Christ and the gay men and women who've come to faith in Christ and the gay men and women who've come to faith in Christ and the gay men and women who've come to faith in Christ as adults who want to participate in our church, oh my goodness. I know 1 Corinthians 6 and I know Leviticus and I know Romans 1. It's so interesting to talk about all that stuff. But just, oh my goodness, a gay man or woman who wants to worship their heavenly father who did not answer the cry of their heart when they were 12 and 13 and 14 and 15. God said, no. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. And they still love God. We have some things to learn from a group of men and women who love Jesus that much and who want to worship with us. And I know the verses. I know the clobber passages, right? We got to figure this out. And you know what? I think you are. I think you wouldn't come to a conference like this or you wouldn't have come back, right? Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of your flesh. We are, and we'll be criticized for it. And there's no perfect way to do this. Now, you know, because this is... You know, this, you saw some of this. It doesn't happen much anymore because it's so ridiculous. Pastors got up and we're affirming. They got up and announced, we're affirming. And, you know, and then the next Sunday, half the congregation's gone. And it's the congregation is like, we are? I don't even know what that is. I, I Now I can't come back to my church. And why can't I come back to my church? Because we hired this bozo pastor and he just took my church away from me. Now, whether the person's right or wrong is irrelevant. But refuse foolish and ignorant speculations, knowing that they produce quarrels. Your pastors and your leaders don't 
take people's church away from them unnecessarily. Let me just keep my notes. Terrible leadership because they skipped discipleship, teaching, preparing, and nudging. They played the role of a prophet, not a pastor. You are not a prophet. You are a pastor, very different role. Prophets drop in and drop truth bombs, and then they get on their chariot and go to the next place and drop truth. That's not what we're doing. We are leading people. We are not pace setters. We're pastors and shepherds. Pastors set direction and they monitor the pace. They do not set the pace. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. Generation is worth. Okay, here we go. Leading our churches to acknowledge there are gay people, not just straight people with a sin problem. Now, what does this have to do with the next generation that has everything? To be clear, we don't need to get the next generation to acknowledge that. They assume that. But as long as they think that we don't understand that, they can't hear us. They just can't. Now, is that fair? No. Is it even fair? Should it be that way? No. But it's just that way. And and this is so complicated. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. And this is so difficult. Now, if you're gay, don't hear me saying you're complicated and you're difficult. You're not the problem. The church is still trying to adjust to a reality that we struggle with, and we struggle with it for good reason. I don't. If you're here and you're gay, and maybe nobody even knows, I just want to applaud you for your faith. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may abound? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? And the fact that you would even step foot inside of a church and want to worship Jesus in private and quietly because that's what's in your heart and you long to know that your heavenly father accepts you and you're hoping the body of Christ will be a representation of his love for you. And I'm telling you, people in this room, they get that. We won't do it perfectly but we'll do it to the best of our ability. For the time will come when the people sitting in these pews, such as this church right here, will not endure sound doctrine. You you know, you do business with gay people. Gay people come to your church. You're not like, (gasps) in fact, it's the opposite. It's like, I think they're gay. There's gay people here. It's great. I love our church. We're, you know, I mean, and if you're gay, I know, just be patient with us. We're weird. I know. If I could figure out how to get straight people as excited about serving and engaging as the gay men and women I know, we would have a volunteer backlog. That's my experience in our churches. Well, I, I'm a gay person, I'll just read it to you. A gay person, when I say gay men and women, okay, a gay person who still wants to attend church after the way the church has treated the gay community, I'm telling you, they have more faith than I do. They have more faith than a lot of you. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds, we have been healed. A gay person who knows, you know what? I might not be accepted here, but I'm going to try it anyway. 
Have you ever done that as a straight person? Do you, where do you go that you're not sure you're going to be accepted and you go over and over and over and over? Only your in-law's house. That's the only place you go where you know you're not completely accepted, but you go over and over and over, and it's because you have to. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth.